and welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. This is actually episode 50. And with that, I have a quick announcement to make. Uh, First Time Podcast is taking a quick break after this episode while we get everything in place for the Snake Alley Festival film coming up here at the beginning of August. But we will return in uh, mid to late August with all new episodes. So it's just going to be about a month break. I promise we're going to come back. We're not going to be one of those podcasts that takes a break and just disappears. But um, we do need to take just a quick break, a quick hiatus to uh, get things sorted out and, you know, get things rolling. So is this episode going to have like a serious cliffhanger? I wait. I don't think so. I just I was like figuring out when I should take my break. And I was like, oh, I'm almost at episode 50. Podcasts are sort of the Wild West with like seasons. Like, sure. I don't I know that Attack of the Killer podcast is just like yearly. So, you know, it's a new year. Um, Some people do 20 episodes. I've seen 10. I mean, there's it's not like TV. So um, you've heard his voice already. But uh, today I have two of my favorite humans alive as my guests. I'm so excited, and this is going to be a fun one because, um, you guys, this is like a perfect cap to me to the season. Um, it's sort of been a running thing along here with me and Nikki talking about the uh, Karate Kid franchise, the Miyagi-verse, and we thought we were done when we hit Cobra Kai, and oh, then, no. you know, and then <laughs> uh, we were, oh, you know, maybe we'll do the next Karate Kid. And when I sort of realized it's part of the Miyagi-verse, oh, we should do it. And that was one of the most fun episodes I've, I've recorded uh, with Nikki. And then my guest here, Jason, from Attack of Killer Podcast and X-Ray Mary and Cracktastic Plastic and about a million other things, prescribed films, he stepped in as some kind of knight and said, oh, the best one is the Jackie Chan, Jaden Smith one. And I said... You are wrong. I have not seen it, but um, I can't just like let you say that without watching it, and I can't watch it without recording a podcast. So, um, Jason Bollinger, my guest today, and Nikki Good is Hi. back to keep uh, the ball rolling on the Karate Kid. And and as always, there's going to be more Cobra Kai series seasons, so we'll, we'll keep going with those. But this is like the final final film in the franchise, and it's mm-hmm. as I said, not part of the Miyagi verse. Um, so it's going to be something different. But uh, Jason, I guess, I, you know, people who listen to this, I always just assume are listeners of Attack the Killer podcast and everything else on the PFPN. But um, maybe not. You know, I, I think I've gotten some new listeners just from the Cobra Kai stuff because it's so popular. Nice. So um, why don't you tell people a little bit about your 18 podcast, your four bands, <laughs> your um you know, everything you've got going on. Yeah, apparently I like doing things with microphones. Um, yeah, Jason Bollinger, that's me. And uh, Attack of the Killer podcast. We've been doing a horror movie podcast for over 10 years now. And uh, Tad's joined us and been a great part of the show. And we love having you on the show. And and that's been really great. And I've been thankful for it because it really, you know, with COVID, we stopped all of our movie making and music playing. And at least we still got to do the podcasting. and. That's been a saving grace so much so that I started a second podcast. I'm like, I couldn't let Tad have all the fun starting more podcasts. So I started, uh, since our band didn't get to play much last year, but we still talked all the time about toys and vintage toys and collecting toys. We started a toy podcast called Cracktastic Plastic. And both of those can be found on the PFPN, which is a podcast network that I run. 
under prescribed films which is a film company that kind of is the umbrella to everything we've been making movies for over 20 years mostly horror and comedy and mostly both really but you know we just love dumping fake blood on each other and that's kept us going and being friends for years and and yep and a couple bands too x-ray mary and the war i survived we're I just I, that's probably my main love really is is playing that rock and roll, playing some drums, and that keeps me busy. Oh yeah, one more, and then we got Halloween of Palooza coming yeah. up in October. We got a film festival horror convention thing here in Ottumwa, Iowa, and that's Halloweenapalooza.com. We got some really cool guests coming this year, and it's always a lot of fun. And those are a couple things I do. Thanks for having me, Tad. Well, third time's a charm. I realize it's my third time on, so. Yeah, you got to list some of the guests because uh, that's sort of like the main attraction at Halloween Palooza. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we got Kelly Maroney. Ooh. Uh, yep. She's from Chopping Mall and Night of the Comet. We love her. And Debbie Rashawn and, and Lynn Lowry and Brinky Stevens. Okay. So we got like this uh, really fun scream queen thing that's gonna go on i think we're gonna have uh photo ops this year too so you can get your chance to get a professional photo maybe with all four scream queens at the same time even so still working on that but yeah so we have vendors and it's a film horror film festival and uh you know from films from all over the world get sent in every year and that's been as a filmmaker ourselves we that's one of the things we love most about halloween and blues is just getting to see people making movies and and getting to show them with everyone. So that's that's Halloween and Palooza. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, we actually just showed that executive director's picks program. Oh, that. Uh, I showed it to the young professionals, and I get to see Mike's pretty face on the big screen <laughs> and lots of cool footage from Halloween and Palooza, which got me excited all over again. And uh, when I had Mike on a few weeks ago for the amusement park, he was like, I put him on the spot. I'm like, so who yeah. are the guests? And he's like, oh, uh, who haven't we announced? Crap. Uh, right, he didn't right. want to announce anyone that hadn't been formally <laughs> announced. So uh, I felt sort of bad putting him on the spot, but he didn't spoil anything. The guests have now been announced. Um, I've known for like over a year because they were booked right. last year. So it's been yeah. hard to like bite my tongue and not tell everyone because uh, you guys always get some killer guests, especially, I mean, you know, Ottumwa, Iowa is like where, right? Yeah, exactly. And you Middle guys nowhere, Iowa. Yeah. Every year you sort of up the ante and, and pull more people in. So, um, one of our favorite events and it, I swear to God, if anybody announces in a wedding, that's that weekend, I'm sorry. I don't care if my own mother's getting married. I'm not going, um, <laughs> It always happens. Yep, it always seems to happen. So as I mentioned a little bit earlier tonight, we're talking about the Karate Kid remake. I feel like we're on a quest to start a new life. Go ahead. Ask him, what's your name in Chinese? Dude, I'm from Detroit. Welcome to Beijing. something I just want to go home this is home I thought you were just a maintenance man the only way to stop them is to face them I will teach you real kung fu Check it. Take a 
down. Put it on. Kick it off. I already did. Jack it off. Kung Fu, you've seen how we put on the jacket. Be strong. Take off the jacket. And you've seen how we treat people. Everything is Kung Fu. Check it off! <laughs> around you. I get it. You're Yoda and I'm like a Jedi. Your focus needs more focus. I don't want to be scared anymore. Life will knock us down. But we can choose to get back up. Remember, always strong. Um, that's nasty. Okay, The Karate Kid, released June 11th, 2010, written by Christopher Murphy. Directed by Harold Zwart, who also directed Agent Cody Banks, The Pink Panther 2, The Mortal Instrument, City of Bones, and a bunch of other straight-to-TV stuff. Um, starring Jaden Smith as Dre Parker, Jackie Chan as Mr. Han, Taraji P. Henson as Sherry Parker, who's Dre's mom, Wen-Wen Han as Mei Ying, who's the girl crush, and uh, Zaywi Wang as Chang, who's the bully in this movie. Um, this only holds a 66% fresh on the tomato meter, so not a good start for you, Jason. What? <laughs> um, actually, I was reading some of the reviews, and they were overly positive from what I saw. But mm-hmm. um, overall, I, first, I'll just open the floor. Jason, what, why are you defending oh, this movie? Oh, my gosh. I love this movie. <laughs> I, I saw it in the theater at least twice. And I was, I remember, kind of remember 2010. I was telling everyone, I was I'm like, you want to go see it? You want to go see it? You want to go see it? I would take them. I just loved it. Oh, uh, gosh, where do I start? I was going to say uh, why. You have to, you have to uh, say more than that oh, you yeah. love it. I want to know why. So, so uh, I mean, if, uh, the first stop point, the main thing, the number one reason for me is Jackie Chan. Um, I'm not a giant Jackie Chan aficionado like Insane Mike and, and some other friends, but like, I mean, and everyone agrees that Jackie Chan is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, it's hard to right? argue that. Yeah, I mean, no, nobody if, doesn't if you, like if you, Jackie don't, if you don't like Jackie Chan, fuck off and mm-hmm. exactly log, leave this podcast. Don't don't listen anymore. Die. And, and fuck he off and is die. The heart of this movie. I mean, I from the first scene of just like him listening in, just the way they introduce his character to how he gets involved, and when you know he does have his little Yoda moments, and it's like so. Fucking awesome just seeing him beat up kids that without beating up kids, well, you know. And then, I mean, and then it was, oh, and then the, the his story, I, I loved. It was so sad and so sweet, and and his relationship with Dre and, gosh, dang, <laughs> I just he he sucked me in instantly, and uh, I just loved it, and uh, and then I guess secondary, uh, geez, the the. They go to China. This movie takes place in China, and it's just gorgeous. 
I, I thought the cinematography in general, uh, so many great giant sweeping uh, shots of of their of all the locations, and it's just beautiful. And I don't know, really set the scene. You know, just putting it in a different place like that just made it so interesting to me. But yeah, so this um, one sort of flips the script from the original. Um, Dre's twelve year old, twelve years old, moves to China with his mom who recently lost her husband so dre lost his dad they don't really dive deep into that no. part um mm -mm. it's apparently for work i don't know we were questioning that no. right away but um i have yeah I've, unless i missed it there's like no good explanation why they're in china yeah mother's <laughs> career move Okay. Yeah, I mean, sort of same with the original. They were like, I think in the original, it was like she had a job in computers, is what they There's said. Nothing left for her in Detroit. Yeah, okay. that's that's what they go with, and yep. so even it, though there was like so many friends and family, they're saying goodbye to, to say their no. goodbyes. Yeah, no. sorry guys, matter. we would we want to start fresh with in a country where we don't know the language. Uh, yeah, on but the other side of the planet. Yeah. So they have this, it's like, I do, I do like that they flipped the script on it. It didn't just redo it. They, they, instead yeah. of the kid moving just across the U.S., he actually moves to China. Um, and of course, Jaden Smith character, Dre, is now like a fish out of water. Um, yep. He gets bullied. He's, he's a black kid in China who doesn't speak Chinese. So, um, you know, he has a hard time fitting in. But it like, had to be a hard time. You imagine yourself going over there like, it had to have been hard. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to go visit oh. there. And it's, oh, I know. you know, they go I there. Do. I mean, it'd be cool to see, Wait, but it'd just be go. scary. Just do. the language barrier alone, just tough. Yeah. And he's like a shrimpy little kid who gets bullied, but um, very much like the original, he meets the maintenance man. In this case, is <laughs> Jackie Chan, Mr. Han. And he sort of sees him getting bullied uh, and enters him in the big tournament. And, you know, he, he trains him to be a martial artist. But the one key difference besides them going to China is that this is called the Karate Kid, but he learns Kung Fu. Yeah. What the heck? Oh, come on. It's not a big deal. Get over it. It's a it, word. But it's, it's, the, it's the goddamn title of the movie. You know how it works. This is a reboot. This is a... Right, so why didn't... The studio's if it's just got a... a because it, the the money's in the Karate Kid name. I understand that. So why not just call? Why not have him learn karate in, in the movie? It's not karate because Kung Fu's in all of us. You but, heard the trailer. <laughs> but I, I think the idea from what I read was that you know in China it's more traditional to learn Kung yes. Fu. So why don't have they have them? The family couldn't move to Japan. I mean, uh, oh, no. you, you got to make adjustments. China. You know, if it's they just did. a word, then have him learn karate. Uh, they say, I think they call him, you can argue that since they call him at some point, the karate kid at the beginning, like the bullies jokingly call him, Hey, look, it's the karate kid. That's like the only actual like excuse for this being called mm -hmm. the karate kid I, I can find. But, um, I don't know, man. Like I, I went into this sort of expecting to hate it. I didn't hate uh, it. No, I didn't I, hate it. I was going to okay. say, Nikki, as someone who's gone through this whole franchise from the beginning <laughs> as a newcomer, your thoughts on the new one? Um, well, it definitely felt more of a kids' movie. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, Jaden plays a—he's twelve, yeah. and yeah, I can't, can't even think of his name in the movie. Dre. 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 Yeah. Um, it's really long for a kids' movie. 
it's well it's long and well done um i felt like i just i wish it was just more like 15 16 year olds and like the like he falls in love with this girl and it's just like weird because they're like really little oh but it's so cute it's cute but it's like i was thinking about that this morning too is that if i like the girls i had crushes on at 12 like half of them like there's probably a few that are dead um (laughs) most of them are most of them (laughs) most of them have you know kids or a family (laughs) or whatever it's like i have I don't know if I talked to a single girl I knew when I was 12, especially when I had a crush on. So kids are more mature these days, you know, <laughs> it is hard to like put too much, uh, weight on it because an original Daniel was like, what, like a senior. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, his girlfriend leaves him for like a college guy at the end <laughs> of in the movie, but so it's hard to take it seriously. It's it like, is a little hard. Friends. Like, they're cute. Oh, friends. sure. They're not going to laugh, but and, man. It, and it is adorable. And it's actually, I, I did appreciate that. They didn't just use this. Um, they sort of had a twist on, and I hate to just be like, here's the original. Here's the new one. Let's compare them side by side, but I'm going to do that a lot. Oh. Um, I, I did. And this is an appreciation for the new uh-huh. thing, what they did. Okay. I felt like in the old one, they, Daniel was poor. Um, you know, single mom. She had a shitty rundown car. He was embarrassed to bring her around Allie's family, who was rich in the hills. Um, and this one, he was black and did not speak Chinese, so it was sort of a big deal. And his her parents forbid her from being friends with him. And they sort of in this new one, I like that they used it wasn't a, just a romance love story. They used the sort of like. He comes in and, and learns how to speak to them in Chinese and explains why he wants to be her friend and why it's, you know, OK. And, and he wins them back. And it was sort of like, you know, making the cultural difference. I thought it was more than just like the cute um, crush. Yeah. It was actually like, you know, I, I'm from a different part of the world, but we're not all that different. I'm not a bad kid. Mm-hmm. Um and here and you know and and your daughter made a promise to me to come watch me in a tournament as I went and saw her audition. Um, your daughter owes me. Yeah, your daughter <laughs> owes me, bro, to watch me in this uh, tournament. I have no business being in, but that's not a a rip on this because Daniel had no business in the tournament in the first oh, yeah. one at all either. Um, they parallel a lot in that way in that like these kids learn karate like by doing a mundane, stupid action almost immediately. Mm-hmm. In this one. Yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed is, is sort of funny is in the original, it was like wax on, wax off, which people, you know, sort yep. of made the joke about oh, whack off, wax off. And this one, it's like oh. jacket on, jacket off. And hearing Jackie Chan tell me to jacket. Jacket off. Jacket off. You're so immature. <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah, he was right in the trailer. He says it, jacket off. And I'm surprised no one's like pulled that clip and just, uh, yeah, actually I have now it here will. on the soundboard. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 but but you know they make a lot of nods and references in the new one. Oh to yeah, the old that, one. I really uh, enjoyed those. Yeah, when you first see Jackie Chan, he definitely chopsticks the, the chopsticks trying oh, to catch the fly. God. The trailer even plays it up more because he's oh. actually listening to the the best yeah. that that song. I don't think that was an actual movie, just the trailer. I felt yeah. like it was different enough that it could have not been part of the Karate Kid series. They could have named it something different. Well, maybe I mean, I, I'll have something in the, okay, the trivia later about that, but yeah. Oh, but the, when he hits the fly with the fly swatter, I pissed my pants. I'm like, this, <laughs> that's the kind of comedy that I just love. It was so funny. That's Jackie Chan comedy, too. It was awesome. 
I loved it. Yeah, it's almost like a not quite a slap in the face, but it's sort of like you know, if you're comparing this yep, to the original, boom, yep. I'm gonna slap it with the uh, fly swatter and just flip the script. Mm -hmm. Yep, not yep. something Miyaki would ever ever do. And Jackie Chan is a different character. That's what I also appreciated was that Jackie Chan wasn't a mere and doing his like impression of Miyagi. Oh, yeah. He wasn't even playing Miyagi. Totally. Um, I do wish they would have made him something other than the maintenance guy, so that this could stand as its own like mm -hmm. make it a little more different to make it stand on its own as not a reboot just another karate kid sure film that could actually be canon in the miyagi verse um because yeah i mean they you know looking at cobra kai now they include everything including the next karate kid and they call it the miyagi verse uh, and you know he he was mm -hmm. in that he was alive this is the only one that doesn't have miyagi but it doesn't mean that they can't still put it in that universe sure um but i do i do appreciate they said that jackie chan actually was the one that came up with the jacket thing to learn because he oh. actually is like a fight coordinator yeah, he used sure. to he used to coordinate fights in bruce lee movies mm -hmm. um and we all know he's a complete total badass and can mm -hmm. actually oh, fight like real. like he that would that's his thing yeah he that's would fucking kill pat morita yeah. um so oh, yeah. i i do appreciate that in a new one is that casting jackie chan was cool because he actually is a fucking and, kung fu karate like martial artist you know it shows in those fight scenes especially that first one when he's using the kids against each other nikki was loving that oh so good he's like tying them up oh, on their own jackets and making them slap each other uh, oh Man, using so using bad. kids as props it's yes. so damn funny yes. using them as weapons against I mean, themselves hurt too it was awesome <laughs> yeah and he like never once like actually once. like laid a fist on them or anything just all self-defense and let them beat each other up you think that would like um, fly in like court like i didn't hit them <laughs> technically if they had like four camera angles on it like they did in the movie yeah they could totally be like self-defense i was yeah. just trying yeah. to avoid them <laughs> that was awesome man i loved it <laughs> and like you said the the beautiful landscapes um oh. really cool the what do they call it the forbidden city that was gorgeous oh, man yeah um and even the tournament i mean you look back at the original and it's in like a shitty gymnasium and they're yeah. on just like <laughs> wrestling mats and this mm -hmm. one they roll out these big gorgeous oh, uh you know mats and and even the final match they put it on like a raised thing. yeah yeah really cool so much more beautiful you know and obviously a much bigger budget um and it's I, I try to keep in mind that you know nostalgia plays a huge part in the original franchise for me like yep yep i grew up with an older brother who loved those movies i watched them all the time it's it's not and this one wasn't made for me you know i this was made for like Jaden Smith was a, you know, breakout star. He was like, you know, a kid, a kid actor and Will Smith's son, obviously. Um, it's funny. He's now like looking back at how little he was in this and he's a little smart ass. Yeah. And they make him sort of a, a little uh, clever, funny. He reminds me so much of his dad. Mm -hmm. For real. That was some of my favorite parts too, is just, just personally, I just enjoyed those moments when he make faces like his dad, just seeing his dad come out in his face and his, mannerisms i i as a will smith fan i enjoyed the heck out of that he just, just as a dad seeing a kid you know like mm -hmm. it was cool it was really awesome he is like unbelievably small in this movie like he is so small he is he's like small for 12. I yeah. yeah i'm like me and nikki i kept asking her i'm like he's supposed to be how old and she's like 12 and i'm like i don't even believe that like he usually you cast an actor and have them play like younger yeah. and i'm like i don't think he's he looks like he's nine or 10. Like he's 
tiny. I mean, some 12-year-olds do look that small and young. Yeah. So, the late bloomers. Yeah, in, in those first scenes when he's getting beat up, I'm like, getting flipped over. I'm like, oh my God, you're going to break this little tiny baby. <laughs> right. His arms his arms are just like little twigs. And but then at the end, does he look bigger? Oh, he looks bigger. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Um, you know, at least normal size of the other kids. Right. When wow. he finally put him up and, and another thing, um, you know, that obviously it's karate kid that he's got to have some adversity. Um, so there's right at the beginning. He sort of, uh, has his eyes on, uh, Mei Ying and, crushing on her she's like a violin player and she's really cute has her little pigtails and um they have the language barrier but event she does speak english but you know there's obviously some cultural differences it reminded me a lot of uh what we saw in karate kid 2 uh-huh um but you know he i like that i think casting jaden smith brought a different element to it because it used to be like the dumb jersey kid who moved to california yeah. and yeah. and this one we had not only was he dealing with school bullies, but he was dealing with a whole new class and culture. And, you know, he like wore his uniform on the wrong day and, you know, he's, he's struggling. And, and I, I do wish that they would have put a little more of the bully in there. It seemed like he bullied him at the beginning. Uh-huh. There's one more scene. He avoids the bully for a lot of the movie. And there's one more scene where they have a confrontation. He like gives him the black eye and then there's another confrontation. But outside of that, they don't develop the bully at all. And even, like, the coach for, like... Oh, yeah, the yeah. other team. Like, there's one scene where it's, like, no mercy or whatever, and then you're supposed to, like, just assume <laughs> this guy's an asshole, and he's, like... His face says it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my... He's, like, the most hideous man I've ever seen. He's so scary. But he didn't have to say anything. They... Uh, just... And, like, again, I'm saying this as someone who's directly been watching all these movies the way yeah. we consume yeah. them is is going to be a, have a bias on how we feel about mm-hmm. them because we've been watching them in a row um so it's hard for me uh, martin cove was like sure uh, such a great villain and he was a definitely established character johnny was an established character that they built up and him and daniel mm-hmm. had this big beef and uh to me the bully in this just was like really paper thin um they didn't really give him any any character development and like you said the coach we don't really and and i i i mean i shouldn't fault it for why didn't you just make it the same again you know and (laughs) when you know you don't want that right but i I just that already i just felt a little bit like if you're gonna make this movie so long um at least and it felt like they fell in love with the fact that they're in china so they try to shoot so much Mm -hmm. of like the scenery which i appreciated too but it's like you're going to make it this long, at least flesh out the bully and the coach. And if they could do that with like an hour and a half in the original Karate Kid, you certainly can do it with over two hours in yeah, this Yeah, I feel movie. like there's just a lot of like the same kind of like training scenes, which with, you know, Dre and I don't know. It's like they're on the Great Wall. and Yeah, that... yeah I was, <laughs> was going to say with the in relation to the length of the movie, like one of the things. I thought I appreciated more about this one than the other one is like you kind of mentioned earlier and what you're saying, Nikki is there, it seemed like there was a giant chunk of the movie that was the, the montage and the training. There was so yes. much training, you know, which helped to me helped it be more believable, mm-hmm. you know, when it gets to the final thing, like, Oh, he, he worked his ass off. He might actually have learned a few things where, Maybe in the original is like, nope, he's suddenly good. Yeah. Yeah. And and this had a little, still had a little bit of that because 
Like we were watching it at the end when he does that like backflip kick. It's like, when when did you learn that? Yeah. Even like learn how to defy gravity. Yeah. Even that training. Even uh, Mr. Han sort of looks at him like, what the holy shit? I didn't teach him that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And there were some, you know, scenes that were obvious. It's a kids' movie, so you have to take that into account too. But like some of the plot holes and stuff. Yeah. But like the the lady like out on the ledge like making the the snake yeah. mock her i think that was supposed to sort of be a nod to like cobra kai i'm oh. guessing maybe that's yeah. what i assumed because it was a cobra and, and she was they like kind of replaced the crane kick with that yeah thing. Yep. yeah animal. yeah animal. Huh. didn't think about the cobra kai. and obviously we see the scene the, the the running joke of um mr han he has a car in his living room um, you know, and at first it's presented as something funny, like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy's got a car in his living room. He's crazy. Sort of like Miyaki had all these cars and he didn't drive them. Uh-huh. And we see this. We have the scene where he's waxing it yep. on and off and it's a nod. We'll but uh-huh. but holy shit, does it get dark with the car really oh. fast? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and what's crazy, like, again, looking back at these movies, we found out that the the very big emotional scene in the original with Pat Morita, which got him the Oscar nod was the scene where he's drunk and crying and, and Daniel son learns about his uh, deceased wife and, you know, how he went to war and lost her and all this stuff or the love, you know, mm-hmm. of his life and all this stuff. Um, much like that, we have that moment in this, but this is much darker. Like he, Dre shows up at the house and, and hears like banging and, you know, a big commotion and Mr. Han is beating the car with like a sledgehammer, right? Or a crowbar or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing to the car? And we learned that he like does this every year and on the day that and from they sort of try to make a piece to puzzle together. I, I think like mm-hmm. his wife and kid daughter died in a car accident. Right. He was driving. It was like foggy or rainy. They he, were in an argument. And... Yeah. He lost control of the car and they died and he lived. Mm-hmm. And so he's rebuilt this car and and broken it down out of frustration and rebuilt it over and over again. That's why he doesn't drive it, why he keeps it in the living room. Um, but it turns out he just can't fix it. Right. He just, no matter how many times he fixes the car, he can't fix the, he can't bring them back. He can't fix what happened. And he blames himself for that all the time. And it's sort of why he's a quiet, well, quiet brooding guy. And I think it was smart of them to make him a quiet brooding guy in this. We don't mm-hmm. really normally see that out of Jackie Chan. I mean, I think mm-hmm. of Jackie Chan in, like rush hour where yeah, comedy he, comedy but he's he's always had a very thick accent it's sometimes hard to understand him he's not yeah. known to be a dramatic actor so um make him quiet and show off his physical skills and then when you need him to come up with the heavy scenes like this put it in and it's more emotional because we almost know nothing about him leading up to that and then it hits like a truck not no pun oh, intended yeah. This oh, oh that, that's what definitely makes this my my favorite uh, Jackie Chan performance, man. It's just he's he really plays it. It's so good. I I cry every time. It's so good. It is really super sad. Uh, and I was you know I I had no real expectations going into this. I I figured it would be more of a kid movie. I remember the promo ten years ago when this came out. Uh, being a big thing and you know oh will smith's sons playing him and it was a big deal because it was like you know divert like hollywood is trying to get more diverse so they're like let's cast a black kid as the lead in the karate kid and made it more i i do still sort of hate like the idea of like let's make him more hip-hop and you know yeah. the, having him sing a song with justin bieber that just that jason just loves and adores and just oh my God, <laughs> popping to it. all day 
It might be the reason I love this movie. (laughs) Have you really been bopping to that all day? Dude, you have, I'm not kidding. I, I'll, uh, I'll admit it. I've had, I've been known to have Bieber fever and, uh, uh, there's some, there's some albums. I just loved Bieber and I was really into him then. And when this song come out, I'm not kidding. I, I bought it. I have it. I, I've listened to it maybe 15 times today already just to get pumped up for this podcast. I love the song. It, it plays at the closing credits, and um, yeah. I was I like sort of looked at Nikki. I'm like, "Who is this?" She's like, uh, "Justin Bieber featuring Jaden Smith." Duh, you <laughs> idiot! Like, I was like, "Oh, sorry, I, I don't remember it." You know, and it was like, "Yeah, it was a huge hit." Apparently, yeah, yeah. never, say never. Yeah. never say never. Uh, no, going it, back to that scene. But how awesome was it for like such growth of Dre to like to pull. Mr. Han out of that funk and get him out. They weren't going to practice that day. And then he got him out and they had that. Is that the I stick that scene? scene was yeah. Just about as good as the, as Jackie Chan bearing a soul. Like that, thought that was awesome. And then, so just the whole dynamic in the whole movie of they, he lost a son and he lost a dad and seeing that grow and, and, and really, I don't know. I felt it, you know, for them both to, kind of fill those holes a little bit you know? yeah for each other that was the scene yeah. where he brings out like the big bamboo sticks right yep they are tied to each other's hands and he very puppet like wipe his hands wipe his tears the first and um oh man this is so good <laughs> you can also like look at that scene as him being like will you sh- shut up stop crying and train me yeah. We, we joked no, around when we, we saw have it. no time to what? cry over your family <laughs> dude we got a tournament like <laughs> like put the liquor down and uh get back to training but um we watched it and I, I sort of made the joke like what if at the tournament like jackie chan just tied his hands to the sticks and he's like slapping kids around he's like it's not me it's 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 him doing it he's like whooping everyone's ass with the sticks through just using him like yeah using him like a karate puppet because he's so tiny he really could you guys need to concentrate more when you're watching movies (laughs) no we're not we are concentrating that was you know we thought that was really would be awesome Um, an outtake or something yeah really fun stuff um so yeah, overall, you know, now that I'm talking to you, I guess I, I liked it more than I thought because I, I never, yeah. I didn't have any hate towards it. I just, sure. uh, oh man, I really wanted to, I I meant to, because uh, I knew you were watching it last night too. And I should have, I would have written you like a giant paragraph, like, please just clean the slate. Just, just go in and just, just please don't, I was so afraid you guys were going to hate, hate it. I was no. going to be so crushed. No, no, it's, it's actually, it's I would say that that would be the next thing, R- Nikki. Hmm. Where would you rank this hmm. in the franchise? Oh God, Ooh. that's a tough one. I know. Definitely I put you on the spot. Ab- above the next Karate Kid. Well, come on, that's <laughs> obvious. Um, <laughs> just just with the movies, huh? Oh, that's easy. Come on. It's it's. I don't second or third. All right. Because there's five movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say this is, I like one and two. This is probably above, I don't know. It's right right there with part three. Part three is pretty bad. I, put, I definitely put part three and the next Karate Kid. At the end? At the end. Okay. So. I really, really like, after rewatching them, I really, really like Karate Kid part two. So I have a hard time ranking it up there with that. But I would say one, two, 
remake three. But it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, because it's not really part of the Miyagi verse, so yeah, it, it's hard it's, to rank. Like them. I said, it's so different. It it could have just been its own movie. But you know, with branding, they got to use that recognizable. I know, name I know and, why they did it, and you know, and it is a Karate Kid movie. It's, it's Kung a Fu. Kung Fu Kid, kid movie. movie. But... It's a martial arts kid movie. Come on, <laughs> it's just a word. It's no, a, big, up on word. a big important wor- word. Yeah, the, the one of the three in the title, and one another one is the. It starts so... with a K too. It's not that far away. <laughs> Well, guys, I'm going to shock you here. This this might come as a surprise, but I think this one's my favorite. Ooh. It doesn't surprise me because you told me. I know. Me. <laughs> but I just can't. Uh, your favorite, man. I don't know. Did you grow up watching the originals? Absolutely. Uh, well, definitely the first one. I uh, There was a part of me that wanted to uh, rewatch the first one because I haven't, I haven't seen any of them for a long time. Um, but I do remember, I mean, I did grow up watching the original and loving it, and I have tons of nostalgia for it. And so I wanted to kind of watch it again before I watch this again, just so I could definitively say that I do love it more than the original. And after your podcast of pointing out things, I'm like, well, maybe I should rewatch it. And I sort of remember two, and I don't remember three, and I remember kind of like in The Next Karate Kid. Don't be mad. No, I'm and... not mad, because you if you think this is the <laughs> best one, that sort of uh, you know um, makes my... Um, opinion more validated if you found <laughs> things you liked in the next Karate Kid then yeah your opinion um, is a little wrong but uh, oh <laughs> but no I'm glad and, I'm actually glad you didn't go back and rewatch it because like I said after us right. watching them all in order it's very I cannot get away from comparing them directly like every detail side by side I'm like mm-hmm. you That's know kind of good or kind of cool too I mean yeah it is but I do like I said I, if you're going to branch out I just sort of wish they would have made maybe a little more differences. Like, I don't know. Uh, oh, first you're like, but they changed too much with the name. But now I want <laughs> different. Which is it, Dad? Do you want them to change things or not? <laughs> you know how it is. I'm sort of I just, I, I want, uh, they're never going to please everybody. And I, I think they did a good job overall. This this guy has directed a lot of crappy movies. Yeah, thought, where'd this guy come from? And he pulled it off a pretty cool movie. Yeah, um, I, I'm That's surprised awesome. they gave this writer and director, because the writer nope. had nothing else on his IMDb yeah. that was worthwhile. Like, nothing I'd ever heard of. Um, yeah. And then this director, the other stuff he did was either after this movie or sequels. I mean, he did a sequel to The Mortal Instruments, a sequel to The Pink Panther with uh, yeah. Steve Martin, and then Agent Cody Banks, which had the Malcolm <laughs> the Middle Kid. Um, yep you know, all pretty awful kids movies. This one's pretty big. It's epic. And that was a lot of pressure to put on his hands yeah. to direct this. They must've gotten him like for next to nothing or something. Like how, how did they, I always wonder how they yeah. come to that conclusion. Like why not hire a bigger name director, but he did. I don't think a bigger name director would have really could really have done much better. I mean, yeah, I thought he did a great job and I was going to, you know, I was looking at some of the stats and like, uh, it feels like a way bigger budget than it is. It says mm-hmm. forty million for the budget. Sure, that's a lot, but uh, but for the scope of lot. things, yeah, for the scope of this movie, I think that's pretty dang good. And it shows the box office was around three hundred and sixty million. So how there weren't more of these, or you know, or, or how he hasn't become he like a big more, name director yeah. or something, gotten a that's big, crazy. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I think it's you know just sort of a generic. I don't know. Yep. 
yeah. it's one of those things. It's like, just, just throw this. It, it was simply a money machine. They were trying to make <laughs> money to off keep it. the license. So let's make a movie real quick. And yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. But, but it's still like, it has, it's better than it has business being like, it's better than it, it should have been, I guess, because you see yeah. a lot of these reboots that are, mm-hmm. you know, more centered towards kids. And there's some really awful ones. Even it was, came out that like age of like, let's redo chips and dukes of hazard and all that uh-huh. shit and yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff was crap it just yeah. sucked um it was not good and this you know it has some heart to it uh it has good performances um what is jaden smith really i mean other than being will smith he does does he do music yeah he I'm did a movies. couple more things and then he did some music for a while and mm-hmm. Um, I know Willow's yeah. a big thing right now. She's and then like, yeah, he, then he went to a TV show that's done pretty well. Um, I was kind of looking into that earlier. I don't remember the names, but and he, and yeah, Willow. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, I'm so out of touch with modern pop culture. I'm just like, yep. what has he been up to since this? Because I, I know it's he sort of like he had a tough hill to climb in one aspect because he's will smith's son but on the other hand it's like he sort of got that you know you're will smith's kid so we're gonna cast you in things Uh um of course and which one of the jokers has a jaden smith tattoo is it sal Sal, yeah (laughs) 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 and it's like him as a kid it's so funny oh yeah so i think he was you know he's he's young so he's trying to do lots of things and from music and movies and tv and this kind of album and that kind of album, you know, and just trying things, uh, you know, plenty of it to, I think he emancipated himself too when he was 16. Not that he's not close with his folks, but, but yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Can't be easy. Oh my. No, no. And like, a, yeah. I mean, when everybody in your family's famous, it's, Ugh. yeah, I, I can't imagine the uh, pressure to live up to your, that, a dad like that, you know, one of the, the best dramatic and comedic actor someone who started as a kid you know on on fresh prince and did music i mean he's how do you follow that but also not copy it you know i don't know i know it's a tough balance but um i think jada knows how to get jiggy with it probably i hope so while still in diapers come on (laughs) well you see him dance in the movie he's pretty good yeah yeah no, no cameo. They, uh, I'm surprised oh, they didn't yeah. have a cameo from Will or from uh, any of the original cast. Well, remember they were in a movie together that flopped hard. Oh, After Earth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course, I liked it, but was yeah, it didn't do very well? Was that an M Night Shyamalan one? No. I don't think so. I don't uh, know. No. No. I don't remember who did that. Airbender. Okay, same thing. No, not even, <laughs> not even at all. But um. I have some fun trivia that I really want to read off, but uh, I want to make sure to uh, hear from the Prescribed Film Podcast Network real quick, and then we'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All 
All right, so I have some trivia, as always, that I found on IMDb, so take it with a grain of salt. It could be complete and utter bullshit. Mm. Um, Jackie Chan was the one who came up with the jacket routine as a means of teaching Dre kung fu moves, which I talked a little bit about. Um, Not at all surprising, and I absolutely believe that um, Mm -hmm. as someone who's a fight coordinator. I actually sort of wanted to see him and more it, like they probably had <laughs> yeah. to like subdue him from not just going out and kicking ass the entire movie. Cause that's what <laughs> normally it's like, let's throw him in the movie and just have him kick everyone's ass and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first movie to shoot in the forbidden city since Bernardo Bettolosini's uh, the last emperor in 1987 I about that. Yeah. So it looked legit. First one since 1987, the last wow. emperor. So uh, somehow this first, like, no name director, but I'm sure you know there's having Will Smith's name attached somehow. He's probably a producer yeah. or something. It was pretty limited, but it yeah. Was cool. Um, Jaden Smith spent three months in training for this movie, so I wonder if they filmed some of that stuff at the beginning when he was like skinnier and as he trained more, he got more more muscular. I mean, he never was like he's not yeah. like he's ripped in this, but he's. I think he was also in like uh you know hoodies and baggy pants too mm-hmm. in those opening ones and still looked smaller i don't know how he did that but yeah he's wearing a lot of detroit <laughs> detroit stuff yep. like we get it he's from detroit he doesn't have to wear a lions t-shirt and the you know pistons hoodie and oh. yeah uh, obviously he was very homesick and and oh, i forgot to sort of mention how that that whole jacket thing it was clever how they came up with like he had a bad habit of throwing his jacket on the floor so huh? let's use that mm-hmm. uh you know, against against him and use it as a teaching method. Um, Mr. Han and Mr. Lee, who was the uh, sort of villain teacher, stare off with each other more than once, but never get into a physical entanglement. The two actors fought each other in Shanghai Noon in the year 2000. So uh-huh. uh, if you want to see the two coaches, they, they do fight 10 years earlier I in mean, Shanghai Noon. I know we all want that at the end of the movie for them to go at it in the parking lot afterwards. I mean, I'm glad, they, I'm glad they didn't, but like, I wanted to see that. Yeah. I feel like you can in that movie. Yeah. I love in the original when he makes them like bust all the windows. That's in the part. Is that part two? I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. For the great wall sequences, all of the camera equipment had to be hand carried as helicopters were not oh. allowed. The helicopter oh, shots yeah. were finally achieved before sunset. The weight was due to military exercises in the area. Hmm. Uh, which is a pretty cool scene. Like, they're going along yeah. the Great Wall. Nikki's like, That's, that wall looks pretty great or something. He's had some kind <laughs> oh of... Oh, my... <laughs> Nikki! <laughs> so funny. Uh, and then they zoom out, you know, and he's on top. And it's like, how did they get all the way there to train? Look, Whatever. I don't believe that they would be there without, like, just tourists everywhere. I'm just saying. Also true, right? Yeah. How did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and here's a good one for you, Jason. Despite the title, there is no karate in the film. Instead, it features Kung Fu, a martial art more relevant to the movie's location of China. More relevant. Sony considered changing the title to The Kung Fu Kid, but this idea was nixed by producer Jerry Wachabach. Um, the final tournament was shot at Fang Tai Sports Arena in Beijing over a period of eight days with over 800 extras. Mm. Um, Ralph Macchio, the star of the original Karate Kid film, declined the offer of a cameo in this film. Which I'm sort of glad. They, I don't know. I, I do want this to be in the same universe, yeah. but um, would he have played, you know, Daniel? Daniel. Probably not. 
Yeah. Um, and if and if this you made this canon, then it would be like, wow, this story is so eerily similar to the other one. How could that <laughs> th these two people have almost the exact same story? And then um, the last one I have is this is the only film to franchise without Pat Morita. As such, this is the only film not considered to be included in the series Cobra Kai. So we'll never get any references to this because it's mm. not part of the Miyagi verse. Never say never, though. Never say never. Never say never. <laughs> Right, you got it. Uh, Jack Chan's so good, though. Is he yeah. better? He's better than Pat Morita. Yes, he. I think he's probably he's a dead. like a better, obviously a better martial artist. But um, I don't know. I, I sweet nostalgia. It's a pad. I know apples and oranges. Did uh, yep. Jackie yep. Chan get nominated for an Oscar for this? No. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Pat Morita did. It's a different time. <laughs> apples somebody say something about fruit yeah <laughs> so overall i i enjoyed this one not my favorite but it's better i, I guess it's better than i anticipated mm -hmm. i'll take it so you you sort of i'm glad i watched it at least um, you know i was on the fence on whether we were going to yeah, cover this one like you wanted to for a while well no, i've held off for quite a while yeah it's i mean i i waited till episode 50 to finally do it i thought it would be yeah. like the perfect capper because people we started maybe we'll just watch one then we you know ended <laughs> up watching fun. entire seasons of cobra kai and everything um you couldn't just leave one hanging out there even though it's part of a different universe i'm glad i got it so uh jason let let people know more about where they can find everything um that you've got going on oh man where does it start well prescribedfilms.com uh that's the hub the umbrella of all things um it's got the PFPN, it's got Attack of the Killer podcast, it's got Halloween of Palooza, all those dot coms, um, X Ray Mary and the War I Survived dot coms are my band. Um, I actually do have a dumb little website of, of my own that has all the links to all the things that I do. It's Jason hyphen Bollinger dot com. And, do you have um, to spell hyphen? Uh, oh, I should have done that. <laughs> Another domain to buy. Way I know, but uh. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I'm glad uh glad I got to hear your first time watching this movie. Always, you know, have a extended uh invitation to the show, even though I talk to you every single day <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Um and podcast with you at least once every two weeks. But uh I'm glad I've I was able to find some time in your schedule and I'm glad Nikki was able to finally, you know, mm -hmm. cap off the Karate Kid mm -hmm. series. Nikki, did you have any final thoughts on this movie? Uh mm -hmm. oh final thoughts. I don't know. It's it I I liked it. <laughs> I'll say that. Right. I don't know if I ever watch it again. Never say never. Never say never. <laughs> It might it'd probably be on TBS at two in the morning yeah. sometime and might stop and watch it and from I, like the I middle. I love Jackie Jan. I wish I just, just wish there was more Jackie. More Jackie Chan, less Jaden Smith, please. Yes. I, I didn't. I also didn't really give a whole lot of love to Dre's mom, who is great in this too. Um, mm -hmm. She was. She's like very strong, independent woman, That's just awful. like Daniel's mom, and uh, sort of you know protective of her kid, but also not um, like overly protective let him grow and let him hang out with a stranger that is the maintenance guy yeah. Um, yeah. to learn karate because he didn't have any real friends she just like let him run around yeah a run, run around country. china I yeah don't know. just 
Well, she's single and she's got probably three jobs and working her ass off. So um, just pick up your damn jacket, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine that's like your biggest issue with your child. It's like he leaves his jacket on the floor. Ugh. I imagine at home, Jaden Smith can just throw his jacket where the fuck he wants because yeah. one of the 18 maids will pick yeah. it up. Oh. <laughs> it was sort of cool. Like, uh, did you watch the end? I'm sure you watched the end credits because it's playing that goddamn of Justin course. Bieber song. Hell yeah, yeah, every second of it. But uh, <laughs> those behind the scenes pictures where he ha- his hair's not in cornrows and it's yeah. like in a fro. I'm like, God, that would have been way cooler because he looks like, I don't know, like, a, like a, sort of like, I think his name was just, Oh, I don't want to get the wrong name, um, but he's in one of uh, Bruce Lee's movies with the big fro, and he, he's badass, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of that. Oh, and yeah. like, uh, and Kareem? Bri- right now, uh, Brian Clark's screaming into yep. his mm-hmm. uh, car radio telling me uh, yeah. the name, but uh, it reminded me of that, and it would have been cool to see a, see a few scenes of that, but you know, realistically, that's if <laughs> you have hair that big, you're going to cornrow it to fight. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and throughout the movie, the theme of, like, let me touch your hair. Oh, sort yeah, of, it's uh-huh. such a cultural thing, too. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, that was probably more accurate to, to what would actually happen mm-hmm. to a black person who goes to China, and they're like, let me touch your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I one other thing, Ted, I know that you'll, you'll definitely understand this, but was it just me or like, uh, you know, Chang, the, the bad kid, mm-hmm. the evil bad kid? Did he look exactly like Chong Lee from Bloodsport? I could to see you? it in the face. He's got like oh the, my, a little bit of chubby cheeks. Is, this, yeah. is that Chong Lee's kid? What's happening? <laughs> it looked just like him. Uh, I have to give a shout out to um, the Confused Breakfast podcast. They just did an episode on Bloodsport and I was awesome. crying laughing because oh, they do this thing called movie. humanize the goon i think <laughs> is what it's called uh, the segment and they were talking about like what does chong lee do when he's not in the kumite does he go grocery shopping does he go home and read a book like what does kung lee oh. do because he is such a, an intense lunatic oh. like imagine yeah. they're like imagine chong lee like taking a dump and laughing as at his own farts like <laughs> It just it, when you humanize these crazy characters it's just hilarious so yep. shout out to them listen to that episode uh it's hilarious but um thanks so much again for coming on every time i try to end a podcast i end up talking for another half an hour um but again we'll be back in a couple of weeks hopefully um hey. you know mid-august you know alley? Yo, you'll be there you got a couple films you know playing um hey, so i'll be happy to see you thank me for being here of course nikki oh i, <laughs> I hadn't got there yet nikki as always uh you know thanks for for doing the entire Karate Kid franchise. We'll be back at least with uh, Cobra Kai season four. It would be, I think they've got the yeah. first three and hopefully when later this year. When does that come year. out? What? When does, when does that come out? Season I think, four? I don't know. The last one came out like January 1st. So we might have to wait until January. It was only a few months ago. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, when you binge them in like two days, it's <laughs> the way we consume things now. But, um, you know, hopefully when that comes out, and we'll do stuff in between. But, you know, Nikki's always, she's going to come back in and out of the show all the yeah, time. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> she's done. There's no topping Justin Bieber. <laughs> you read my mind. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A special thank you goes out to my friend Scott Schreiner for our intro and outro music. We'll see you next week on First Time Podcast. <laughs>